0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ishbosheth accuses Abner of an indiscretion with his father's concubine. Abner becomes so angry that he vows to deliver Israel to David. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 3 on Simply the Bible.
0: From the time Samuel first anointed David to be king of Israel to the time he became king of Judah, it took about 15 years. It was another seven and a half years before he became king of Israel. David had to learn to wait on the Lord. But what God said god would perform we continue in second samuel chapter 3 now there was a long war between the house of saul and the house of david but david grew stronger and stronger and the house of saul grew weaker and weaker the house of saul represented the flesh saul started out well but became a man ruled by his flesh David, on the other hand, was a man after God's own heart. He was God's choice to be king, and he would ultimately rule over all Israel. There was a seven-year war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. So it is with us. We will either be ruled by the house of Saul or the house of David. By our flesh or by our spirit? Which is growing stronger in your life? Your flesh or your spirit? Whichever one you are feeding, of course. Verse 2. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Ammon by Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess. The second, Kilaab by Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. The third, Absalom, the son of Maacah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Gishor. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Shephathiah, the son of Abital, And the sixth, Ithream, by David's wife, Eglah. These were born to David in Hebron. Now, even though David was a man after God's own heart, he didn't always act like it. He fell short in his relationships with the opposite sex. God was very specific in the book of Deuteronomy that a king of Israel was not to multiply wives for they would turn his heart away. David's first wife was Michael, the daughter of Saul. But when David had to flee from Saul to save his life, Saul gave her to another man. While David was on the run, he took two more wives. Then in Hebron, he added four more to his harem. One of them, Maacah, was a Geshurite. The Geshurites were one of the original nations that inhabited the land of Canaan. She was a Gentile and her son Absalom would one day rebel against David and seek to take the kingdom away from him. One wonders how someone who is so familiar with the word of God could ignore such a clear commandment. But this was an area of David's heart that was not subjected to the will of God. David subdued kingdoms, but he did not completely subdue his own lusts. He did as he pleased, and this would later be his downfall. David is certainly not alone, for many men of God have fallen because of lust. How we all need God's grace and power to rule our own spirits verse 6. Now it was so while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner was strengthening his hold on the house of Saul. This wasn't only about Abner defending ish the son of Saul, and the house of Israel. Abner was self-serving. He was strengthening his hold on the house of Saul. ish was a weak leader and Abner was taking advantage. And Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiyah. So Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner became very angry at the words of Ishbosheth and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show loyalty to the house of Saul, your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not delivered you into the hand of David. And you charge me today with a fault concerning this woman? May God do so to Abner. And more also, if I do not do for David as the Lord has sworn to him to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan to Beersheba. And he could not answer Abner another word because he feared him. David wasn't the only one with woman problems. Abner also had his indiscretions. In that day, a king's concubines would become the property of the new king. As the brave warrior of Israel, Abner probably could have had almost any woman he wanted. But his affair with Rizpah, Saul's concubine, could be construed as a grab for the throne. Rightly or wrongly, that's how Ishbosheth took it. And so he confronted Abner about it. But Abner became very angry with ish He didn't want his actions to be questioned, especially by one whom he had propped up to be king of Israel. Abner felt like he was being treated like a dog and unappreciated for the loyalty he had shown to Saul and his house. Abner had known that the Lord had made an oath to David that he would become king. And yet Abner had gone against the will of God to put ish on the throne. Probably as he observed the house of David strengthening and the house of Saul weakening, he had second thoughts. But this was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Abner would now do everything in his power to give the kingdom to David. ish was speechless because he was afraid of Abner. Then Abner sent messengers on his behalf to David saying, Whose is the land? Saying also, Make your covenant with me, and indeed my hand shall be with you to bring all Israel to you. Abner offered to give David the kingdom if he would make a covenant with him. And David said, Good, I will make a covenant with you. But one thing I require of you you shall not see my face unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see my face. So David sent messengers to ish Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife, Michael, whom I betrothed to myself for a hundred four skins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, from Paltiel, the son of Laish. Then her husband went along with her to Bahurim, weeping behind her. So Abner said to him, Go, return. And he returned. Now, why did David make Michael the sticking point of the agreement? He had six wives already. It wasn't like he needed a seventh. It seems to have been an issue of pride, possession, or both. He had purchased Michael by paying the bride price to Saul of 100 Philistine foreskins, for which he actually paid 200 foreskins. And he wanted back what belonged to him. But What of Michael's feelings? There was no consideration for her. It had been about 20 years since David and Michael had been together. Did she even want him now? And certainly, he had no regard for her new husband. As the story unfolds, even though David would have Michael back physically, it is doubtful that he ever had her back relationally. A hardening of the heart had occurred, and contrary to the saying, Time does not heal all wounds. Love cannot be forced. Verse 17. Now Abner had communicated with the elders of Israel, saying, In time past you were seeking for David to be king over you. Now then, do it. For the Lord has spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and the hand of all their enemies. And Abner also spoke in the hearing of Benjamin. Abner had great sway over all Israel. He was the strong leader, and who would stand against him? This was an act of treachery against Ishbosheth, but a final acknowledgment of the sovereignty of God in the selection of David. Abner no doubt realized that no one can prevail against the will of God. Therefore, he encouraged the elders of Israel to accept David as their king. At one time, they wanted David to be their king. Abner exhorted them to do it now. There is a wonderful lesson here for us. Many people in their hearts know that Jesus is Lord. He is the son of God who lived a righteous life and died on the cross for our sins. They believe that God did raise him from the dead, but you can believe all these things about Jesus and yet not be saved. James bluntly says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. We must choose to make Jesus our king. That is what saves us. We must dethrone self and enthrone Christ. It's one thing to believe that he has that rightful place. It's another thing to make him my personal Lord. Is he your king? Really? He is the only one who can save you from the power of sin, Satan, and hell. After speaking to the elders of Israel, Abner also spoke to the tribe of Benjamin. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin and the Benjaminites had always stood by him. So they would be the most difficult to convince. Then Abner also went to speak in the hearing of David in Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel and the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner and 20 men with him came to David at Hebron, and David made a feast for Abner and the men who were with him. Then Abner said to David, I will arise and go and gather all Israel to my Lord the King that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may reign over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Abner brought the words of Israel and Benjamin to David, which certainly must have been favorable toward his rule. David welcomed them all with a great feast. Abner promised to gather all Israel to David, Abner left David in peace and no doubt with great expectations of filling an important role in David's kingdom. But he would never live to see it, for another treachery was about to occur. If you haven't learned it already, you will. Those who would receive God's best gifts must wait on the Lord. We don't make the time schedule, God does. We don't make the way. God does. Receiving God's greatest blessings means resisting the temptation to act in your own strength and according to your own wisdom. There are few who can manage this well, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up with wings like eagles. May God help us to be such
1: people who soar the heights. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see that when Joab is informed of Abner's covenant with David... He plots murder. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.